shake it, shake it. Well, yeah, I'm supposed to. <laughs> I'm all about that bitch. About that bitch. About that bitch. No treble. I'm all about that bitch. About that bitch. No treble. I'm all about the bitch. <laughs> Thank you very much, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for that warm welcome. That, of course, is Megan Trainer. And it's what I said as I was going through the Jeff Koons exhibition, because let's face it, that guy's got some great sculptures, but how about those pedestals? I'm all about the big. You see what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, it's great to be back. Uh, I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're here for a live, thank you, thank you, uh, for another live episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And even though we moved to New York City, <coughs> the Gowanus Canal is always with us, ladies and gentlemen. It's, uh, it's in me and it's in you. Uh, that's how pollution works. But uh, we're, we're thrilled to be back here uh, at, the, at the pit here in the underground. I mean, pinch me. Am I dreaming? Am I still doing a podcast in a basement for 10 people? <laughs> Am I still having that dream? <laughs> it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's our seventh season and our sixth year. Shanato Bach, who are listeners there. Shanato uh, uh, Bach, of course, has six years doing the show, and uh, according to the uh, Hebrew calendar, it's our 5,000th year, so we've been doing pretty well, and uh, keep on going, keep on trucking, as the Torah implores us to do. Uh, <laughs> but we're thrilled, we're going to be here the last Wednesday of ever, every month, here at the pit, as God intended, or as uh, I'm now led to believe, some kind of alien overlord, who is apparently, did you see this? We're apparently just all living out some kind of 3D holographic projection scenario. As uh, this is what they say, see, folks, people yeah. <laughs> not listening, uh, thinking I might be just making this up. No, this is tr this is uh, something that uh, cannot be proved by science. Therefore, it's true that the the, the aliens maybe we may all be living in some kind of uh, scenario played out at some cosmic level. So I just wondered now, I'd like to address our alien overlords, if I may. Christine, could you open up a channel? Uh, wouldn't it be funny if Christine was the alien overlord's name? No, Christina runs our tech back there. Uh, if you can open up the cosmic channel. Thank you. Uh, hello! It's Dale. You know that already. And uh, <clears throat> I just like to say, I don't know exactly what the end game is here. With the, with the 3D holographic projection scenario uh, fun time that you're having, but I would like to thank you uh, for uh, including me, <laughs> and especially thank you for the painful divorce. That was a wonderful scenario for me to go through. And uh, $16 bags of coffee, that's great, I love that. And uh, these last five pounds, so <laughs> I don't know what the game is, but I hope we're winning. <laughs> yes! Yeah, yes! So thanks, alien overlords. You know, every time we do one of these shows, every time we get a new season going, I have people that, that help out, and I like to uh, I support young people and young artists all over the place. And we have a new theme song, which if you're listening at home, you've already heard. But if not, uh, uh, Steve, you want to call it up? Sure. Okay, sure, this is by a group uh, out there, right on the Gowanus is where they used to be. I don't know if they're still there, but it's a group called Emily Danger, and she wrote this new theme song. So take a listen to this. <laughs> Uh, this is a 
young man, Louis Chin, uh, uh, this an illustrator in Brooklyn. We had a wonderful back and forth. And Louis here tonight. Louis, uh, come on. Come on, this is wonderful. I'm very happy to I'm sweating in appreciation. And I want you to know, uh, we had a great back and forth, didn't we? we I really appreciate it. Yes, it was great. It was great. Well, we had three or four emails. Well, about five, you weren't counting, though. Well, uh, this is great. You do a lot of illustration things all over. Yeah, I do a lot of illustration work, like freelance stuff. Yeah. So look, look you up, louichin.com, probably. That's correct. <laughs> I know my stuff. And uh, what do you think? We can probably hang out. Yeah, for yourself. After the show, I mean, but like in the future, we could have some sad social stuff. Do you like bowling? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about our future friendship. This is going to be great, though. I got a birthday coming up. I know what to get you now. You know what to get me now? What is it? Bowling. Bowling stuff. You got me, man. You read me like a book. I love you. It's my best friend. Thank you. Do it, everybody. How about that? And of course, look who's back. Steve O'Ryan. Steve O'Ryan. That was a real experience for both of us, actually shaking hands during a show. So, savor that. Now, uh, <laughs> how are you doing, Steve? Did you have a great summer? Oh, I had Good. Maybe we can get into that in the after party. <laughs> I hope that there's time for that. But uh, listen, would you uh, uh, play me a little sitting down music, something low and slow, like the way I always get dragged into watching a naked and afraid marathon on Sunday nights, despite my promise to myself to never get sucked into something which gives me a severe anxiety attack that close to my bedtime. <laughs> Thank you, Steve O'Reilly, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful sit-down music. You can play at all speeds, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I thought because this is a new season, we should have a new segment. Yeah. And uh, uh, this is, uh, the last time we introduced a new segment, it lasted exactly one episode, and probably this will happen <laughs> again, because uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in my material. But here's the thing that we're going to do. And, uh, you know, because I started thinking about it, isn't it great the way that Facebook just condenses our whole experience of life so you get things of, of real significance just right in the same uh, stream, just juxtaposed next to things of great triviality. So you'll have, oh no, ISIS, look at this great meal I ate. And that's our experience. So this is a, 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 a segment that I'm calling, uh, I mean, I can't even. And this will, this will be uh, responses, uh, modern responses to some of the things that are going on in the current events. So, Steve, you have some cards. You read yep. the thing, and then I'll give yeah. you the appropriate response. Okay. Card number one. You yep. ready, Dale? I'm ready. You sure? Yes. Okay. Russia invading the Ukraine. I mean... Okay, next. <laughs> okay. Ferguson. I, I can't even. <laughs> okay. Hillary 2016. I mean, uh, <laughs> Obama declaring endless war. I can't even. <laughs> Random high school friend posting pics of kids' first day at school. I mean. <laughs> My ex-wife posting pics of her kids' first day of school. I can't even. Russia invading the Ukraine. No, that's what we started with. <laughs> that was like, I, I mean, I can't even. Ladies, that was the segment. Thank you. We could go back through, but that's it. That's it. No, that's it. You know, just stop when it says the number six. That's all that the instruction was. That's great. Well, let's, uh, should we get, uh, get going? That sounds like an idea. All right. I hope people enjoy my pigeon socks that I'm wearing. Uh, <laughs> so I, that's, 
part of the quality stock. I just met a gal, by the way, Steve-O. She's got eyes the color of city lights and hair as soft as a pigeon's wing. So I'm optimistic. <laughs> well, listen, let's bring up our first guest. And, uh, you know, we have such a great show for you. And we have had such a great show lined up that what I did was I just decided to throw the whole thing out <laughs> 24 hours ago and rebuild it with all new guests. Because that's what happens. Some of, you, some of you may cook, or sometimes you may be in the kitchen, and you think, well, this really calls for garlic, but all I have is cinnamon. So you just put the cinnamon in, and it's a whole new flavor. And then you realize you ruined the whole dish, so you throw it out the window, and you order from Seamless anyway, which is what you should have done in the first place. And you get yourself a bottle of whiskey and just see how things go. <laughs> well, that's where we are tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm so pleased that my first guest could be here. She's a dear friend, and she's a, a great storyteller, and she hosts a terrific program, uh, a live show, and a great podcast. It's called uh, The Soundtrack Series. Please welcome Dana Rossi. <laughs> came through for me. No, there. of course. I'm glad you asked me. Things were looking dire, and now you and Louie are my best friends. Sorry, Steve. It's That's why I did it. I, so you could hang out with us. So I We've got quite a good-looking bowling team going now. Hey, we can do a whiskey tasting and bowling run. Anyway, Dana, <laughs> uh, now, of course, last time I saw you, uh, you were having a, a, one of your events, the Soundtrack Series. Maybe explain. Now, I should also say, you are one of the first people to uh, be a repeat guest on this program. Oh, really? Yes, you've been on the show before, but uh, and we had a great talk yes. a couple of years ago. So I'm not going to cover all the same information, but just let people know who may be new to you okay. uh, what the soundtrack series is. Uh, it's basically, uh, people pick a song, and they tell the story. They always connect to that song. Whatever, wherever their memory goes, whenever they hear a particular song, we all have one. And so, and it, it can be uh, from any era. Sometimes you group it. You'll have an '80s theme or something right. like that. Mm -hmm. uh, or the last time I saw you, you were at the Museum of the Moving Image. Yes, we do some shows there too. And that was uh, 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 Dirty Dancing. Right. So sometimes at the museum, whenever they're showing a movie that has some kind of iconic soundtrack, we'll come and tell a few stories about the soundtrack, like how that you know sort of uh, made a mark on our lives uh, before that, and then they show the movie. So we've done Pulp Fiction. Saturday Night Fever, Dirty Dancing. Oh, I'm hoping the next one can be Purple Rain. So I think we're all hoping for yeah. that. <laughs> and uh, you, uh, uh, with with Dirty Dancing, you had a specific story because you only came to that movie through the music, right? First. First, yes, because I was nine when that came out, and I was not allowed to see that movie whatsoever. I think my mom was really afraid I was going to have questions about the abortion scene. Right. But I could watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I didn't understand. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so I would just, I would listen to the soundtrack and then try to, based on the soundtrack, and if you remember, did everyone, did you guys have the Dirty Dancing soundtrack? Okay, no, did you remember, like, if you had it on, like, an album, if you flipped it over, there were still shots under each track of, like, you know, of the movie. I used those and the songs to try to piece the movie together in my head. So, like, a nine-year-old's version of that movie is primo. <laughs> That's how early movies were made. <laughs> they just got a random disgruntled nine-year-old whose mom yeah, said they, she couldn't watch yeah, it. They had a player piano set up, and then somebody would hold the pictures. I'm pretty sure that's the origin of cinema. I'm I not, think so. I haven't done any studies of it. But now, uh, <laughs> but that was a real, uh, a real awakening for you, was it? That movie? Yes. You had a lot of feelings for the first time. Did I have? Feelings for the first time. <laughs> I don't remember. What did I say in that story? I don't know, but I had a lot of feelings myself watching it. What's the guy's name? Johnny Danger? What's his name? Johnny Bravo? <laughs> uh, Johnny Castle. Was it Johnny Castle? Johnny Castle, yeah. I think that's right. Boy, what a hunk that Swayze was. As long as he kept quiet, he was great in that film. Yeah. <laughs> Just when he talked. <laughs> 
that's the kind of guy just smash the window if you yeah, can get in. Yeah, overload. Yeah. Yeah, he really got in there. You're welcome. One of my favorite soundtracks, of course, of course, is the Sling Blade soundtrack. Really? I don't know if you recall <laughs> that. That was a, quite an emotional film for me. And uh, if I'm ever having a panic attack, maybe I told you this before, but the theme from uh, When We Were Kings, uh, the Muhammad Ali documentary. Oh. That just calms me right down. Something about that brutal conflict puts things in perspective. Uh, are there any other great modern soundtracks right now? This is kind of a dying art, isn't it? Right now? Yeah. What has been like, I mean, you say Pulp Fiction. That was one that I think people, maybe Kill Bill, some people bought that out. No, I had that one. Yeah, but I had that like one. A, what's a great modern one? Mo like, how modern are we talking though? You know what one I really liked? I mean, this is maybe, um, what, eight years ago. But I really liked the uh, Marie Antoinette one. The Sofia oh. Coppola, Marie Antoinette soundtrack yeah. was really great. Remind me what's on that. A lot of like New Order and Radio Department and okay. sad music that you should listen to when you're in your room crying uh, and masturbating. Uh, which is not, that's not even that's not even my joke. A friend of mine uh, made that joke about the Radio Department when he heard that, and he said, "I feel like I should be alone masturbating and crying." Yeah. Um, but For me, the two are inseparable. <laughs> I think it was for him too. But no, it's a lot and that uh a Bow Wow Wow is on that uh on that soundtrack. I'm trying to think now. Oh, and the strokes, but yeah. Um but no, I love that one. And uh you also love speaking of things you love, you love Stevie Nicks. Is yes, that I true? do. What's the origin of that passion of yours? That's a good question. I don't know. There was just this um uh, one day there was a dancing woman, whereas the day before there wasn't. Um that's all. <laughs> It sounds like some of my relationships. Yes. Should I show them the t-shirt, though? That yes, I made? please All right, do. well, this yeah. No, because he said, um, so I made this last night. Last night you made uh, the shirt? Yeah. Oh. With the, uh, the uh, you know, the staples, like, iron-on transfer things? Sure. Um, so if you can't see, because I didn't <laughs> use the right one. I used a, a, a light one for a dark t-shirt, and it didn't really work. But I was like, fuck it, I'm going to wear this today anyway. But uh, basically, this is a book that her bodyguard wrote. Uh, so her bodyguard back in the 70s wrote a book called Hands Off, and it was all about like you know self-defense for women and everything. So then this is a picture of the two of them doing karate, and then this down here says Stevie Nicks can kill you. I wanted that on a T-shirt. Yeah, no, exactly. That's great. Well, I learned a lot from that story. One that Staples has, <laughs> Staples has iron-on transfers. They I'm do. excited about uh, some projects that I'll have going on this weekend. And uh, <laughs> she needed a bodyguard, and then she was trained in karate. Yes, there are. There are pictures all over the internet of her doing these crazy kicks. I mean, with the big platform boots on, and her form is excellent. I once, I think the only time that I saw, you saw her recently, is that true? I saw you recently? No, Stevie Nicks. Uh, We're often confused. Time. No, actually it was last June when Fleetwood Mac was at uh, Jones Beach. Oh, that would be the last time. That was a big moment for you? Uh, yeah, I mean it was the super moon, so I think it was a big moment for everybody. Everybody. And Sharknado that. had just been on like a week prior, so that was a big summer. That was, that was huge. That, yeah. I last saw her uh, out in San Francisco. She was, uh, I'm pretty sure this happened, that she was playing with a jazz festival, and she was uh, singing Porgy and Bess, which that's the right person you want to have singing that sure? song. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's what it, that's what it was. It was Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Not Audra McDonald. No, 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 no. Any other appropriate Stevie person did. could have been put in, but it was Stevie Nicks. And uh, yeah. I feel like she'll just do it. Like yeah. I like she's gigging. Yeah. If you ask her, will you come and do this? Will you come and do this Dave Grohl documentary? Will you come and sing Porgy and Bess music? Will you go to South by Southwest? Yes, yes, yes. She'll just do it. Yep. Don't touch my leather vest. I've got blousy sleeves. That, like that that there's now a contest to design her new shawl. Her new shawl. Yeah. You can you can enter a contest and design a new Stevie Nicks show. I didn't enter. <laughs> That's rock and roll. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> Where do you wear a shawl? Well, she just wore them on stage for pretty much her entire Forever. career. Did she ever take it off and toss it out? Is that a thing that people collect? Shawls of hers? That would be, oh my gosh, that would be a really hot commodity. She doesn't take them off. No. And she she's, certainly not throw them. She's just always a If she takes chill. them off, it's by like five handlers. She's always backstage. a little chilly. A little chewy? A little chilly. 
She's always a little chilly. I think so. I mean, she was she was teeny tiny. Sometimes with women, a lot of the blood rushes back into the center and into the to protect the womb, so your extremities can get cold. Yeah. So probably a shawl is appropriate. I know a lot about a lot of things. <laughs> So now you also are working on a show. What's the show called? Can we talk about the show? Which show? Soundtrack series? Or the well, the soundtrack oh, series the is show? you're also focusing on the podcast aspect right, of yeah. that. And there's some exciting things we can't talk about, but look for it in the future. But with the show, you have a and day job yes, where, uh, because podcasting doesn't pay, miraculously. <laughs> uh, so you have a, a thing that you do on, on the television. I do. I uh, work for the new Dick Wolf true crime show that's going to be on A&E a week from Thursday called Dead Again. And does it have the same bum bum thing? There? No, and it needs to. Yeah, I that should just follow that man everywhere. But no, <laughs> it's it his ringtone. <laughs> I, I would hope Pro- so. Probably a safe word. I would. Don't done. Don't done. Yeah, because he's, he's into bondage. Is that true? I don't know. I've not met Dick Wolf. I've not met Dick Wolf. Secrets about Dick Wolf. So uh, he's not. He's a great man. I don't know. Maybe I know, I know, I, I've don't never know. met him. So he produced the same. What is the show? You're doing. You're you're enacting crimes. Uh yeah. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm like the the story PA. Basically, uh, it is uh, they recreate crime scenes of murders that actually happened uh, and have been adjudicated, and so they uh, take detectives now through these crime scenes to see what they find and if they arrive at the same conclusion as the original investigators. This sounds like a good time. Fascinating. Does it? And now you're oh qualified to commit the crimes? Am I qualified to commit them? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Well, you're going through the whole process of setting the thing up and thinking like the criminal and making sure that it's realistic. By now, you could probably have some good skills that you could put to use. To recreate a crime scene. Do you realize how many people don't know how to recreate a crime scene? And a lot of people try to. They try to make it look like a burglary. They try to make it look like something it wasn't. But there's a lot of science in a crime scene that people don't know anything about. There's a lot of science in just blood splatter. I imagine there is. Go on for hours. I've tried a lot of times to recreate just <laughs> you know, hobbyist kind of stuff. Just on a card table, set up some things. Can I ask the audience a question? I was actually working on something today. The next episode is just kind of full of uh, the suspects and everything were uh, pretty pretty hillbilly-ish. Um, what clothing should I, should I not miss? In, in putting them in clothing for recreations. I have the, the sleeveless flannel and camo pants. What am I missing? Let's ask, let's ask the overalls? New, York, New York audience about hillbilly. No, I mean, but that's, you never know what people know. Wait, overalls, you said? Overalls. Okay. White beaters, yes. And should they uh, have like like the, the yellow in here? Mullet. Yeah, what about rat tails? Good, okay. Awesome. Trucker hat, yes, that one I had, yeah. So this is just uh, enforcing stereotypes is what this show is about. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Next Thursday on A&E. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Do you know, it's, it, it, it's just to put yeah. people in, 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 in recreation yeah. costumes. Yeah, you need some of those jugs, too. Don't forget the jugs, because they all play the jugs. Yeah. They drink out of the jugs. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a uh, and a washboard. Oh, and a washboard, right, they yes. they don't have Sears, so you have to use the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds great. When can you find out about that show? When's it on? That is uh, Thursday nights, uh, so just like Cheers. That's what I've been telling everybody. Uh, 10 p.m., A&E. However, if you were expecting Cheers, this is going to be different. This is this not is, this is like Cheers. Uh, not necessarily cast of characters you would grow to love over time, maybe. Maybe not. Oh, oh, uh, it's not like no one on Cheers is on this show. Yeah, well, thema- yeah, thematically, just just didn't. no, it is nothing. And the like soundtrack this, except series, except that it's on Thursdays. <laughs> Must see TV. Soundtrack series is uh, when? When's the next one? Uh, the next live one is probably not going to be until October or November, but the podcast is bi-weekly. And you can find out about it. Soundtrackseries. Soundtrackseries.com. Yeah, podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, the internet in general. All over. Dana yeah. Rossi, thank you very much thank for being you. here. Dana <laughs> Rossi, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. That's wonderful. You can stay up here. No, don't go away. You stay. That's why I put all the chairs in. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. They're the same chairs that are down there, just a little higher. All right. 
Well, I'm thrilled that our next guest is here. Uh, <laughs> this is exciting for me. Uh, he, he's a terrific guy. He's a musician and a, a music journalist. Uh, you probably uh, read about read his things. That he's, got, he's been published over there in Spin, in uh, Nylon, a lot of just single name uh, magazines. Uh, uh, Penthouse, which I'm not familiar with. Uh, he's got uh, he's got a band that we'll talk about. He's also the co-creator of uh, Sound Advice, the web series. He's a co-host of the Going Off Track podcast. Please welcome Jonah Bear to the stage. <laughs> Understand that the United Nations is in session, yes. and that's uh, your band. Is that band. right? You yes. got Ban Ki Moon on the bass, and uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> but your band is called, United, is called Nations, United Nations. But none of the Secretary Generals actually play in the band. No, but we did get a cease and desist order from the actual United Nations. That must have been fun. Yeah, that was fun. Who brought that over, Kofi Annan? <laughs> He was the most badass out of all the secretary generals, though, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Boutros, Boutros, golly, no, no, thanks, thanks. <laughs> Not intimidating, but I like to see that. So what's the, who's the band? It's you? What are you playing? I play guitar. Yeah, you do. Um, and then uh, our singer Jeff was in this band Thursday. Yeah. And, uh, They're playing tomorrow? <laughs> and uh, our drummer and bass player in a band called Pianos Become the Teeth. Okay. That's a frightening image, similar to the dentata, I would think. Is that a fat, vaginal dentata? Did you see that movie? There's a movie. I don't know what I'm talking about. I am in very uncomfortable territory at this moment. So anyhow, you've got the band, and you're, uh, you're, you're starting up. Uh, you're going to be playing. Uh, is it a, a constant thing, or you're getting back together? No, it's it's kind of a sporadic thing. Everyone is kind of in other bands. So, so you've got this other stuff going on. And and you're going to tour down... We're playing in Gainesville, Florida, November 2nd at a festival with the Melvins. That's pretty good. It should be good. And then we're flying out to the West Coast and doing a couple weeks. Oh, that'll be great. So, yeah, it'll be good. November. So uh, people better pack their bags and get down there. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You got some some people here yeah, that are going to be making there, the, yeah. making the trip. Are those fun things that going on the tour? What kind of a vehicle are you using? Our last one, we took a rented a minivan and had the opening band carry all of our stuff. That's how you have to do it. Yeah, it's it? kind of a power move. I need to get an opening podcast, right? <laughs> carry my crap all around. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Again, I completely uh, regret bringing up vaginal dentata at the beginning of our interview. I don't want to ever go back to that situation again where I'm thinking about that. So I just want to apologize at the top for, okay. for considering that, that I, 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 there was a film. And, and, so, and uh, you, you uh, 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 what was I going to say to you? Oh, of course, you, you are from the great state of Ohio, is that right? Yes, that's true. Can you say Ohio? Ohio? You t detect that Cuyahoga County drawl and when you say Really? It, People it? say that there is one and I can never hear it. The great state of Ohio. That's how I like to say it. And I do say it a lot at home just by myself. But now you grew up near Cleveland, is that true? Yeah, yeah, suburbs of Cleveland. And what about Cleveland? Because I've had a number of guests on this program from that part of the world and so many of them find great uh, escape and comfort in the worlds of music and comedy. Is it just that bleak? It's pretty bleak. There's just not a lot to do. Yeah. So you kind of have to go out and kind of make your own thing. You get into something. Yeah, you get into something. Yeah. And for you, it was punk music? Yeah, I got into punk music and played in a lot of bands. And then I moved back after college and worked at this magazine, Alternative Press. I sure. I was a music editor there for three years. And then, yeah. And do you, do you recall even before that what your first thing, what inspired you to just pick up the, the guitar? Or the Did you start with guitar? Yeah, I started with guitar. Um... I feel like I got really into the cocktail soundtrack. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kokomo on it. Don't worry, be happy. Yeah. Kokomo's on that? Yeah. That's a terrible song, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you don't learn until later. This is like a really shitty Beach Boys it's song. It's a really terrible yeah. song. And yeah, the whole thing. But uh, Tom Cruise, we wish him well, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a particular music teacher that was inspiring to you? I did. I had this guy, Dave Dave Baker, who's uh, still uh, still plays guitar a lot. And uh, yeah, he was this kind of like 
stoner guy who's like five years old and makes me guitar lessons. And then I wrote it for his band. His band was called Trip. Yeah. And their logo was a mushroom and I was a joint. And he would like take me out when I was like 15 and we would like get high together and hang out. I don't know why he took me. It was like kind of weird. Uh, he, he was uh, showing you the ropes. Yeah, show me the ropes. But was, that was pretty influential. Kind of an almost famous kind of a deal for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a music teacher too, and uh, his name was Joe Musumeci, and he used to hit me over the head with the flute. So I don't mind telling you his name was Joe Musumeci because he hit me over the head with the flute. And I was, uh, he's dead now, but I, uh, I mean, thank goodness, but uh, uh, I, play, I played the saxophone, alto sax man, you know those kind of guys. Yeah. Does <laughs> so that technique help, the hitting you over the head? It didn't. It made me very uh, upset. Well, I mean, I was good, let's face it. I had a good embouchure. I could carry the tune. I had good rhythm. I still have it. And uh, it, it, was a, it was a minor uh, infraction there that, uh, that happened, and I didn't deserve a flute to the head. I think he was upset about other things, because you find, and, and I know you know this, because you deal with a lot of creative types. Anytime you have a problem with somebody, it's 90% the other person. Yeah, that's true. That's just what, something else is going on for them, and they bring their energy to you. And they don't get it sometimes. They don't get it. They can't see it. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. But now, uh, you have, the, you have the, the show, too, Going Off Track. Yeah, that's a podcast. Yeah. And, and, uh, but, and that is an extension uh, of your music journalism career. So Alternative Press, you're working on that for how long? Three years? Three or years. And then I quit. To, I was playing in another band, and we went to Europe for five weeks, and we, we toured. And then I moved here and started writing uh, Stephen's Untitled Rock Show for Fuse. And me and Stephen do this podcast together now. We got canceled. And then we started the doing show on Fuse. The show on Fuse canceled. got canceled, and then we started doing a free podcast. And is Fuse still on the air? Yes. Okay. What happens over there? I don't know. I've been trying to get some work over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not been happening. Let's see, see what happens. Yeah. I better tune in. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't. So, uh, but you enjoyed covering music. You were part of it, and then you, you had a natural inclination to. Is that what you studied in college? Uh, yeah, I started writing, and uh, yeah, I had a, like a zine in college, I made my own magazine. Yeah, it's your, uh, uh, Kinko's? Long yeah. time at Kinko's? Yeah, yeah. You Lots enjoy the late night Kinko's? I did. Boy, there were some characters there. Right? Yeah. Like, they you were could all... die at any minute going in one of those things. People for, yeah, there were 24 hours. All yeah, there were yeah. 24 hours. You had a midnight special where all the, the computer services were half off. So if you had to do some illustrator project, you were in luck. But you had to be there with some pretty sketchy characters yeah. and some employees who'd rather be anywhere else. Well, I felt like I always had friends who worked there. And oh, that was like good. the best hookup ever. That is a good hookup to have. Yeah. I've had some nice hookups. <laughs> I think but, No. But, uh, well, there too. But uh, I'll take it where I can get it. But the fact of the matter is, uh, uh, you then have this podcast going off track where you talk to musicians. So we talk to musicians, comedians. Uh, I have my parents on, like my yoga teacher. But uh, yeah, we do have this really cool studio that Converse owns called Rubber Tracks. And me and Steven do it with a couple other people. And yeah, we've had on like Fred Armisen, Jenny Garoppolo, and then a lot of, we had on Doyle from the Misfits today. Uh, a lot of punk musicians, comedians. And, and Doyle was, a, was a, quite a character. You showed me a picture yeah. of the guy. Yeah, he showed up. I don't know if you guys know what the Misfits look like, but he was in like full makeup. Like the terrifying. Whole outfit, like seven feet tall. Yeah, it was awesome. It's cool. I don't know. He looked, he looked a little, were you scared? I was, what yeah. What was your impression? He was a super friendly guy, yeah. but I was a little, I was a little intimidated. He's a big guy, and then I had pulled something in my leg, and he showed me a really good stretch for it. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you have a lot of great people on the show, and uh, you just it all walks of life, true. And uh, I don't know if you have openings or anything. But yeah, we should set something up. Definitely, it would be, it would be great. Yeah, and, that would uh, be great. This guy can just hang. You don't even have to be on the air. We can just have stuff to do. You have snacks or anything? Yes, definitely. Yeah, okay. That'd be great. There's coffee, water. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> and Joni, you also have created this thing, this sound advice. Yes. Uh, with your sister. She's on TV? Yes. Okay. And uh, uh, you, you, she's the star of the thing. She's the star. And, yeah. and tell people what sound advice is. 
Uh, so my sister Vanessa is on Saturday Night Live, and we do a podcast where we have bands come in, and she plays a media coach named Janessa Slater. Which is a terrific name. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the great all-time names of someone that you don't want to interact with. Yeah. And it's a very, like, kind of obnoxious character that's, like, super condescending. And uh, she basically gives, like, really bad advice. So we released one today with Nora Jones and Puss in Boots, her band. It's terrific. Yeah. I watched it. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so funny. She, she's essentially just, she has no clue about the music industry. Right. And to, just really off base with yeah. anything that she has to offer. Yes. But it's funny. I feel like a lot of the bands we've had on, like Drake and stuff, like they get taken kind of seriously. So it's cool for them to have an excuse to kind of do something funny. Right. And it's fun just to write jokes and then have, like, make fun of people. Right, right, sure. And and Drake seems to uh, have a good sense of humor. He was, yeah, he was awesome. He showed up, like, with, like, one other person, like, hung out for, like, an hour and a half. Like, it was... It was cool. Most of the people do, I guess. Have yeah. Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato, that was a good one. Now, recently. correct me, she's just a half a Lovato. Will there ever, <laughs> will we ever find the other? No, that's a good other. question. Yeah. Probably both of those things could be on a menu. Both of those things, meaning her and Ariana Grande, put them together. That's a nice afternoon at a cafe somewhere. <laughs> what are people thinking with their names? So, but this show is so great because it's a, it's a, the conceit is that it's a fictional character that doesn't know that much about things, but just goes right into it and see, I gotta get a hook like that. <laughs> I love this idea. Yeah. I can only be myself, so it's difficult for me to do anything like that. But yeah, you should think about doing something like that. Maybe yeah, I gotta I figure out a character that I can be. <laughs> <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> I'll work on some things. That would be great. <laughs> you got me thinking, Jonah. And so, uh, so the tour is happening, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna get down to another going off track. It's happening. That's all the time. Yeah. So every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. We're on like 128 or something. Or Yeah. And it's three of you that, that do it there's, too? There's, it kind of changes. It's four of us. It started out as four of us. And usually it's, I'm usually there and it's usually me and one or two other people. But, um, and we do live ones too sometimes. So we, I think we might be doing one in December. Oh, that'll be fun. Union Hall. But yeah, trying to figure it out. That's great. But yeah. Um, Where can we hear it? You can hear it uh, on iTunes, Going Off Track, um, or just on our website, goingofftrack.com. And Sound Advice is on, I think, Hulu, and it's on Above Average. There uh, you go, the great Above Average. Yeah. And watch them all. You can check out United Nations uh, on Twitter and through our label, Temporary Residence. That's it. I have so much to do just going through it's all those links. I know, I know. <laughs> You've given me such a wonderful afternoon. <laughs> so my day is full tomorrow. Uh, Jonah, I'm so glad you're here. Can you stick around? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Thanks, Jonah Bear, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. That's fine. Set it there gently as the summer sunrise. That's great. Yeah. You know, you know what song I was just thinking of? Do you know this one that's, um, uh, we had it all, we had it all, just like Bogey and Bacall. Key Largo, right? Key Largo, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking that and Kokomo, back to back. That's a nice, like, if you're having an island theme afternoon. <laughs> Those are good. Those are good to have. That's right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring up our next guest. I'm thrilled that she's here. Uh, she's a talented improviser. She, great, she makes these great characters. You've probably seen her on Above Average. She's one of your compatriots over there. And uh, she's over there at UCB where she's on one of the mod teams, which I assume she's uh, in some kind of group that celebrates Norman Lear productions dealing with difficult social issues. So let's please, that's for an older audience, but for a couple of people that are listening at home, some parents and some neighborhood friends. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Veronica Osorio. Veronica! Everybody gets a theme song. Veronica, now as I understand it, you grew up in Venezuela, is that correct? Yeah. And how was that for you? One of the hotbeds of comedy? Um, that was, uh, it's particular. Particular? Yeah, it was fun. 
Oh, it's yeah. a familiar story. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I think we all, all can us, relate to this. All of us can relate. Yeah. And uh, of course, you you've been in a number of uh, web series and web projects and things like that. Uh -huh. And one of the things that you've when did you discover UCB? Did you say that already? When did you come into that? I I, I thought New York was my city. Yeah. I shouldn't have done this. Sorry. I'm gonna spit it out just for talking purposes. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is not something for my country, guys. Don't judge my country for this. This is me. Um, you, your country is here now. My, yeah, my country is... My country is... We spit stuff out all the time. Yeah, okay, good. Good. Uh, I didn't know that about Americans. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, UCB. So I, I was like, I gotta get out of this third world place. And I was like... Uh, so I tell you what, I started doing improv, and after I took like the sixth class with the same person, I was like, there, there's gotta be more out there. Yeah. So New York City was always in my mind, and I googled improv schools, and UCB's website looked good. Yeah. And you trained with Chris Gethard? He, he I've here? done, yeah, yeah, workshops. And then, um, yeah, so I came to New York, and I was taking like theater classes, and I snuck in one night, and I was like, oh, this is cool. They're this funny. is where you want to be. Yeah, they're funny. And some of, the, some of the things that you're known for is these characters that you, you create. And I they, do some characters. Yeah, and and one of the things that maybe people saw you with, and I, I, can you do can you do one? I guess. Yeah, you can. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> because now people here, they know, long-time listeners know that I live with my niece and her daughter, Baby Pepsi. That's her legal name. Uh, and, and she, uh, Baby Pepsi, loves parks and recreation. Every morning before kindergarten, she's glued to the thing. She calls it up on the Apple TV, five years old, and she watches this thing, and she's absolutely, it's wonderful, and uh, <laughs> we get a lot of, anyhow, so she loves the, the character on there, and yeah. you had some uh, 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 April Ludgate played by a uh, 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 Aubrey Plaza. Plaza. Yeah. And you have a video that maybe people saw of you playing Aubrey as an adult Dora the Explorer. Yeah. So can you do just a little bit of Aubrey Plaza? Yeah, I can do Aubrey. Um, I like I like doing it. Um, so it's kind. Of, I have Aubrey guest hosting Ellen. If you like to. See y yes, I would like that. to see that. Okay, so it, it's something. I'm sitting down, which is the weirdest. Character you thing can that stand I've done. up if you want. I'll stand up. Um, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. Okay. Um, so it's Aubrey Plaza, I guess, hosting Ellen. Hi. Ellen DeGeneres is in the back of my truck. Just kidding. I don't know where Ellen is, but I'm still taking over her show. Yay. So in this part of the show, Ellen tells jokes, but instead I'm going to look at you and make you feel bad for being the person you are today. So feel bad now. Please welcome my first guest, the devil, or as you people call him, Neil Patrick Harris. And that's that. Wonderful. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for doing that. It's so fun. I love impressions. And I love the ability to just transform, as I said, into somebody else. It's so magnificent. Never said to be able to do that. Yeah. I don't do a lot of impressions. I do one. This is the only one that I do. Yeah. And uh, uh, see, see if you can get, guess who it is. Probably won't. Tonight on the Fleeching of America. <laughs> no. Tonight we celebrate the life of Tony Danza, who of course played the lovable uh, ex-boxer turned taxi driver Tony on the TV program Taxi. And then he went on to play the lovable ex-boxer turned house cleaner on Who's the Boss? I know who you're doing. Yeah, who is it? <laughs> I don't... Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw, yeah. that's right, the great newsman. Thank you. Thank you. This was great. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, and, and what's uh, what's uh, what's happening for you right now? Would you 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 uh, you are influenced by SNL? Is that a goal of yours to be on there? I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think it was like five years ago, but yeah. right now I feel um, I want to just do weird shit. Well, you're you doing know? it. Yeah. Uh, I just want to do my own weird stuff and put it out there and see what, what comes out of it. Um, 
I have this goal of doing a sci-fi movie. I'm a, I'm a huge, I love sci-fi so much, and I want to just do like a one-person sci-fi movie. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I think that that would be have, awesome. Have James Cameron involved. He's yeah. the guy. Yeah. He'll do it That'd for you. That'd be great. Probably. I'll call. just give him a call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tomorrow. You okay with body paint and that kind of thing? I love body paint on Me my too. nipples. Yeah. In general. All over. Everywhere. Yeah. Just slather it on. Yeah, just yeah. paint them, paint them, nips. If you got them, paint them. You paint them. That's what I say. Yeah. Where would it take place? In the nipple planet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't fleshed out this uh, idea. It would take place, I think, somewhere like Mars. I feel like, yeah. or maybe like one of the moons of Saturn that has like an ocean and there's like a potential there for human life. I don't know. I think, yeah, okay. There's a lot of planets. Yeah, there's a lot of planets. Yeah. We'll see what happens with humanity, right? That's the goal of this program. Absolutely. <laughs> Good. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, where can people find out about you, Veronica? Well, I do have a Facebook, but don't do it there. Um, You've already moved to Ello? Ello? Yeah, that's the new thing. Everybody today moved over to Ello. It's ad-free. Facebook has got no buttons. You can't do anything with anything else. But this is the, it's so, the people listening to this 10 years from now will say, oh my gosh, can you believe he was talking about Hello? But right now, people are like, what's he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel that you. in the room. But uh, <laughs> check it out. I feel like Hello sounds like an amoeba. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, so you can find me on veronicosorio.com. That's O S O R I O. Yeah. Uh, that in Spanish means Bear River. Oh, I didn't know that. You want no one knows. Is there such a place? The Bear River? Or did this just two like words put together? Like, I don't know. Okay. I don't know anything. All right. Well, All right. Uh, I know that I've uh, loved having you on here, Veronica. Thank so, you. So, uh, thank you very much. I have a sticky candy in my hand. Okay, so, so we'll touch this way. This. I'm going to put it right in my mouth. Thank Veronica Soria. <laughs> Good day, though. I'm not watching. <laughs> But I want you two to talk, too, because I think uh, you all get, get along together with all your music background. Yeah. You could, you know, I mean, fine. not right now, not right now. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like later, maybe you could check out Veronica's Facebook and get on there that way. Okay, well, let's bring up our final guest of the night. I'm, I'm tickled that he, I'm tickled anybody's here. <laughs> Anybody at all. So uh, it's, it's wonderful that he's a gifted uh, stand-up comedian. He's got a number of great uh, videos out there. And uh, uh, let's just bring him up. Robert Dean. Anybody. <laughs> Good to be here. Good to be here. Thanks, Dale. Good to see you. Good to see you. Robert, do you go by Bob? I don't. Good, me neither. <laughs> now, uh, you've, uh, you've had a, a number of great projects out there as I was combing through today, and, uh, and just a, a lifetime of great work, so congratulations. Already? Already. All right. But you have a, a, a kind of a particular a way of having some of your comedy. And I wanted to talk about that with you just right off the bat, because uh, it's a kind of a meta uh, thing, or maybe is it meta? Would you describe some of the comedy that you do as meta? Maybe embedded, maybe sideways. What's the right uh, way of uh, framing it? Uh, none of those things. Okay. To I, me, to yeah, me, to be uh, to be honest, I, I I don't know. I don't I don't aim to do sideways comedy or yeah. meta comedy. I just do what I find fun and funny. Yeah, but the, for instance, you have a podcast called What About What About Bob? Right. Now, and that's a thing where you... Uh, fans? Are there fans of What About What About Bob in the audience? Yeah, a lot of people here <laughs> probably came in. And that's a, a program where you... Uh, it's an album. It's What About What About Bob, the podcast, the album. All right. And so it's a kind of send-up of podcasting, though, isn't it? Uh, yes. 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 Because you have celebrity sound clips... Celebrity sound clips saying movies of actors from What About Bob. So I ask my good friend, for instance, uh, I'm trying to think of the first one, Paula Tompkins. I ask him what's his favorite Richard Dreyfuss movie. Then I have a sound clip of him saying Mr. Holland's Opus. Right. Then I ask What About What About Bob. And that's the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's two minutes. The first 20 or so seconds is theme song. 
I worked on my own theme song for each one, made really good theme songs, and then I, you know, obviously intro it, plug myself, talk about the podcast, no offense to the panel of podcasters. You got some, uh, you got, but I think we'd all enjoy, we appreciate a good joke, I hope. And there's a, but you got the sponsors that you go through, it's a really wonderful thing to check out, and it doesn't take long, because they're all two minutes. Just blow through it, the last one is the most important, if you get through all of them, it's a... Special treat. That's the key. That's the key to the whole thing. You also have a a number of videos where you're inserting, you have a a, a documentary by Ted Danson. Yeah, that was the third of a series of films I made. Of the Danson trilogy. Of the Danson trilogy, yeah. So the first one is Danson Shoes. First one is Danson Shoes. Which many people have probably seen, but that's... Yeah, come on. Are you one of the 15,000 that Huffington (laughs) Post got me as viewers on YouTube? Spoiler alert. No! It's, now this audience is dead. Jail. You watch with sitting there, and then you have shoes with Ted Danson. Off, take two of the shoes. I glue. I, I mod podged uh, pictures of Ted Danson on a pair of sneakers. And played some music and played a, a song from a Sesame Street video called "Dancing Shoes." Yeah, that sounds very much like they're saying, "Put on your dancing shoes." Put right. on your dancing shoes. Uh, I needed a pair of sneakers. You know, when you explain comedy and really lay it out for people, that's when it starts to get funny. It? <laughs> There's nothing left in that joke about talking about, about it. It really, I think, just enhances it. And then, the, and so, <laughs> and the next, the next one was walking, walking. The next one was walk-in shoes. Less popular. Much, much less popular. What happened with that one is uh, a bunch of. Uh, uh, eight-year-old hooligans in uh, McGorlick Park in Greenpoint uh, kind of what, shanghaied the... Is that proper? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they took over the filming because they were all riding their Razor scooters around. They saw me. I was doing, uh, you know, it was, the song was uh, I'm Putting On My Walking Shoes. Yeah. And it was a video of me walking. And the kids came up. They bothered me. My manager, uh, God bless him, uh, he asked me to make a sequel to Dance and Shoes. Yeah. Because he was like, hey, you're, you're a big hit. This is huge. This is it. This is, this is what you are now. Yeah. You're the Dance and Shoes guy. Yeah. Make a sequel. I tried Walk and Shoes. It kind of fell apart. But yeah, I, it's, it's interesting. It's Christopher Walken is on the shoes in that one. Christopher Walken's on the shoes in that just, one. Just, again, I think we should have a podcast where we just explain web videos. Happily. Very, very happily. But Jonah, you know, sophomore album is tough. It's, it's a tough, tough it's a hard, it kind of breaks away. I, you know, was analyzing my own art within it, but that's... So then you have Ted Danson's documentary about you, Robert Dean, the comedian. I realized the shoe part, the cobbling aspect of my career wasn't what's funny. It was my actual love of Ted Danson. <laughs> right. So I watched clips of Ted Danson, every clip of Ted Danson, talking about characters he's been in, and I made it about myself. Very easily. Right. Just by inserting your picture into the... Yes, by just inserting pictures. It looks convincingly, if you watch this thing, and you should. Please, everyone. As if Ted Danson is talking about you. And that's been a a tactic that you've used in a number of the videos, and and even with the podcast. And I I love that as as kind of an elegant way to make an an idea real. It's almost like some of the ideas are so simple that I would never do it or follow through on it. (laughs) Yes, I have a lot of free time, Dad. <laughs> oh, that's what you said when I invited you. You said I'm scared. I don't have anything. Terrified of free time. Which can I? Can I? Can I give a quick Danza story? Yes. You talked about Tony Danza. I made yeah. you uh, reference Tony Danza earlier, so I could tell this story. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, listening, the universe is amazing, as the panel knows, and Dale, you know. Yes. Sebo knows. Yeah. New York City, the greatest thing in the world, the San Gennaro Festival. Uh, one of the only carnivals you can randomly stumble into in New York. And I went last week, and cooking sausage and peppers at an Italian food cart was none other than Tony Danza. Pretty good. I think I was the only one who noticed it was Tony Danza. (laughs) So I went up and I ordered a sausage and peps from Mr. Danza. And at that point, people started noticing, and uh, while he was making my sausage and peppers, it was kind of... It was a little weird because people were coming up to him with their camera phones and yelling at him. They're going, hey, Tony, hey, Tony, look up. He was busy working on my sauce and their peppers. But they're like, look up, look up. Who's the boss, Tony? Who's the boss, Tony? There was a moment when I saw Tony Danza, a single tear fell into my sausage and peppers. (laughs) And he just went, you are. 
You all are the boss. Fame is a tough thing, you know. We gotta we gotta avoid that at all costs, right? That had a dark ending to it. <laughs> well, now you you also one of the other videos that you do you, you shared, uh, and I'm not going to just talk about the videos, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, one of the things you share a name with uh, a UFO expert, and this is one where you've inserted yourself with that. But do you are you a UFO uh, a fan? You I in it? I was as a kid. X Files, I remember, was really big, and there was just like. For that was my rebellious youth time. Like there were there were uh, there was an alien nation skate shirts. I don't know. Like I was like that's that's what I'm going to be rebellious on. I'm going to support aliens. I think I had an encounter, but it might have just been someone taking a picture. But I'm pretty like I saw a flash of light. And I'm like oh aliens. Yeah. Might have just been a picture being taken. But you know I believe it. I believe it. I saw some of those things in my time. You've you've been you've been uh, encountered. Well, I haven't been abducted or anything like that, but I have definitely seen something that just zipped across the sky and then disappeared. <laughs> and you think, oh my God, what was, that? what was that? It's not a shooting star because of the way that it was flying too low for that kind of a thing. Maybe it's experimental aircraft. It's not a weather balloon. But, uh, <laughs> you know you know exactly what a weather balloon looks like. Absolutely. I study up on them just in case I run across one and I'm mistaken in its identity. So, uh, but what if aliens used weather balloons? Oh, now they've got us. Uh, <laughs> they got us. But as Veronica was talking about, there's so many planets they could all host life. They found a diamond planet, Robert. They found a diamond planet, and somewhere you know there's an alien lady that's really just coveting that. She's got her eye on. She's probably from whatever part of space is considered the New Jersey of space. She's just got a. I want that diamond planet. You know that's what she's saying to whoever her alien. Intended is, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what it is. I like to think about outer space a lot. Sometimes I'm just, like you said, free time can be scary, but other times you <laughs> fill it with things that, you know, you're sad a lot of the time, but also you can just kind of talk to yourself and get through whatever the difficult moment is, even if it's really painful and uh, you don't, you, you maybe you've had too much to drink. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> you're the boss. Uh, so, uh, what, will you have some, you have some shows coming up? Um, uh, constantly, yeah. I, I run a, I, I produce a Tuesday night show at Alligator Lounge in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, God, where am I the rest of the time? It's all over the place. Uh, I usually retweet whenever I mention for a show. And it's all at Robert Dean. This is what I'm talking about. Met. See, I think this is meta, but you think it's something else. RobertDean.com.com. Well, unlike the rest of this panel who were lucky enough to get their own website, I was not able to get RobertDean.com. You were late to the game. I was very late to the game. There was, there, I mean, there's like a UFOologist. There's a terrible uh, pyramid scheme guy who I made another video about. Uh, it's a popular name of people really trying to make something of their own name. So RobertDean.com is unavailable till June. I'm holding out. I got the Twitter handle at RobertDean, which I'm very, that's very great. happy that's about. That's good. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Greatest that's moment of my huge. life. That is huge. I was, uh, I was www.therobertdean.com for yeah. a while, and I hated that very, very much. And I just keep buying. Anyone else just buy domain names? It's just important. It's really important to, to cash in. Just buy as many as you can. Yeah. Buy all of them. And then sell it to some bastard. Yeah, That's some right. poor bastard who's desperate. Yeah. I hold them all as my museum. Yeah. They're all going to represent the Robert Dean Museum at some point <laughs> in my future. I realized recently I'm my biggest fan. Yeah. I have the most Robert Dean memorabilia of anyone in the world. <laughs> Probably too. All of the outfits I've ever worn. It's like a ridiculous... Wow, it's, it's living in a museum. On display, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Pictures of myself? Why do I have those? <laughs> Only you do. I love, I love it. That's all it's for. It's uh, I'm the boss. So th it's great. It's great. Well, uh, well, we'll check it out, and we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, uh, Robertine.com.com. That's what I said. Yeah. First.com is spelled out. Second one is as it was. Uh, and at Robert Dean on Twitter, and I also have a Facebook. And all that okay, all right, that's great. Thank you. Robert Dean, everybody. This has been so fun.
Well, let's let's keep it going. Let's keep the applause going for all of the guests here tonight. David Austin, Jordan Bear, Veronica, and uh, Robert. Did you have something to say, Jim? No. Oh, you were just uh, holding the microphone gently. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're a professional. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's that's all for our show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We've got new episodes that are coming out. We'll do every Thursday since you, you got here every Wednesday, right? All right. And Dana, when's your thing every week? Uh, we'll Wednesday, figure it out. We'll figure it out. The point is, you can get great content all the time, so get out there and do it. Uh, I want to thank everybody here at the pit for uh, being such lovely hosts. Thanks to Steve O'Reilly, yeah. uh, Louis Chin. Thanks to Emily Danger for the theme uh, song. And until uh, next time, I'll be filling my empty whiskey bottles with homemade pumpkin butter that I'll be selling out of the back of my 1989 Chrysler LeBaron outside of the Whole Foods near Gowanus. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Thanks for being here, everybody, and thanks for my guests. Thank you. Dare Radio is written, produced, and performed by James Bewley. Musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season 7 podcast theme composed and performed by Emily Danger. Season 7 podcast icon designed by Louis Chin. Logo treatment by Daniel Spencer. Posters by Claire Prouse. Live shows the last Wednesday of every month at the Pit in New York City. And be sure to tune in, rate, review, do all the things that you love to do on social media platforms by following us on Twitter, on Facebook, listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or find everything online at DellRadio.com. Thank you for listening. You're the best.